0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our sponsors over at Murder, Inc. And they want to remind you to always wear a sneaker or boot that has good ankle support to prevent ankle injury when chasing your victims. Leave the ankle breaking to the final girls. Murder, Inc. Kill the win. Are you concerned
1: about something? No. I mean, I just wish you could stay and see my performance. That's
0: all. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that praises to a furnace down in the basement. Mm,
1: I do love that
0: furnace. (laughs) I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And today we are doing 2015's The Black Coat's Daughter. Written and directed by Osgood Perkins, which we were just Mm. talking about is Anthony Perkins' son. Yes. This is his directorial debut. Uh and this movie stars Emma Roberts who plays Joan Marsh but not really playing yeah. Joan Marsh. It's very sticky looking technically in Technically <laughs> Joan Marsh. <laughs> um Kieran Shipka, what a name, who plays Cat. Mm-hmm. You have Lucy Boynton who plays Rose. You have James Ramar, who plays Bill and then Lauren Holly who plays Linda. Um and those are kind of like your main people that are that are really really part of the cast mm-hmm. and this film is about um in the dead of winter, Cat and Rose, two very different girls, find them find themselves spending winter break at their prestigious prep school. When they <laughs> don't know uh, what they don't know is that Cat is being stalked by an evil entity and their lives are about to change forever. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Joan, a young troubled woman makes her way across a frozen landscape towards the school. But why? But why? So um, this this is my grew- second time watching this movie. This movie grew on me. Yeah, I. Um, it's, a, it's a movie that when you after you kind of realize what everything's, yeah. what, what everything that's happened and what it all means and and all that, I think that it's a film that absolutely grows on you the more that you sit with it.
1: So that's the thing is like, first off, to a twenty four boys back that's a twenty four film. Um, secondly, yeah, like the first time that I watched it, like I did something a little bit differently because usually I watch like the films on Mondays. For us to talk about on Wednesday, Wednesday yeah, um, and, that and then gives release me... it on Friday. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was a weird schedule for us, yeah. but um, but yeah, like I usually do that, so in that way, it gives me like at least a day to like sit with it. And I ended up watching it on Sunday because I had like an extra amount of time, so watched it on Sunday. So that gave me two extra days to yeah. really sit with it. Yeah, and I'll be honest, like the first like the sitting that I had with it on Sunday, I was kind of like lukewarm about it, like it's it's an hour in and I'm just like man nothing is really happening until like cat throws up and then I'm like okay something's happening now
0: yeah this this go ahead keep going
1: but like as the days went by I was like you know what like it is a slow burn film like I do enjoy slow burn stuff it's just now that I've kind of gotten to sit with it and realize like what was going on with it I kind of appreciate it a little bit more
0: yeah I think I I would say that I'm be i'm a fan of osgood's perkins films mm-hmm. sort of i didn't lo- i didn't really like um he made some movie called like i am the pretty thing in the dark or something yeah. that didn't quite land for me but he's the guy that made the grant the hansel and gretel film yes that i remember when that was coming out we were working together mm-hmm. and you were like oh it looks kind of like some guy saw the witch and yeah. was like i'm just gonna do that with hansel and gretel now <laughs> and
1: that's literally, too, what I was going to say. It's, yeah, like, yeah. It, it's just what it looks
0: like. I never saw it. And though. I saw it, and mm-hmm. again, didn't love it, mm-hmm. but stylistically it was very cool, and he's kind of on that similar path as to, like, Mandy, where mm-hmm. it's like, I feel like he's might be more kind of going towards a vibe yeah. instead of so much of, like, a clear-cut narrative, mm-hmm. although this film is very much narrative-based. Uh, and... I think that I don't know. Basically all I all I know is that I'm very excited to see what he's gonna do next. Mm-hmm. I'm just interested. He's 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 got my attention and I wanna see what he's gonna keep doing.
1: Well that's why like the style of this film really caught my attention too. Like the the lighting that he used for it where it's like this very, very like bleak, very like pale pastel colored type situation where yeah. it's like it feels cold. Yeah. Like this movie takes place in winter. And this film feels like you need that furnace of Satan to really stay warm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not going to say, like, you know, during the wintertime, become a Satanist, but, you know. If it, if it warms if, you up. If
0: the fire feels good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, this movie is told in a very jumbled, non-linear yes. path, which and I think can be a little confusing, but... I think that it works on keeping you on your toes and wanting you to understand what the hell is going on.
1: Yeah, I think, like, again, first time I watched it, like, really kind of, like, just confused me. But, like, by the end, like, you— And and I think that's, like, a point to be made, too, where it's, like— And and maybe he take—like, Oz takes it from, like, his dad, like, knowledge from the movie industry. But, like, it really, really works in your favor where it's, like— you have something like this where it's like nonlinear and it's confusing, but by the end, like it all pieces together and you understand and then it's like it's almost like a, oh, I need to go back and rewatch this yeah, moment. Exactly. And that's really, really smart because then you have rewatchability for a
0: film. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And I, I feel like that's very impressive for a debut film.
0: Yeah. Uh I have one I only have like really one complaint because I really adore this movie. Mm-hmm. This is the type of movie that by the end of it i feel like garbage and i love it because like it just it makes <laughs> yeah. me so sad and mm-hmm. it's like oh my god i can't believe that this is the ending mm-hmm. but it but i don't know i just love movies that make me feel bad um i have one major complaint about the film truthfully mm-hmm. though and it's not and maybe it's more of a me thing but i do think that it was a mistake to cast emma roberts as an older cat
1: I think so cuz Emma Roberts looks like she's like 25 at best.
0: Yeah, like she doesn't cuz the girls I guess it's a it's a high school. So yeah. uh, you know, it's a prep school. They're they're probably she's um the girl who plays Cat is supposed to be like 14 cuz she's mm-hmm. a freshman. I imagine that Rose is supposed to be like a senior so, so she's like probably 17. like 17. And Emma Roberts and the girl who plays Cat um Kiernan Shipka just they look nothing alike. So I mean, like to, to mm, for them to gr- like for I don't know for me yeah. it's just so confusing a little bit like I, I think know. that is the only thing that really confuses me where it's like oh Emma Roberts is supposed to be playing because th- Emma Roberts yeah. could pass as a high schooler if oh, you yeah. really done her up if you know if you did her upright well that's the thing is like so I, you I might I, as well just cast an Emma Roberts I know <laughs> like, I
1: think Emma Roberts is really pretty but I guess like the the thing is too like by towards the end with Cat like how she has like her hair like that where it's almost similar to Emma Roberts' character of Joan. Yeah. And then it takes... Like, Joan's story takes place nine years later. Right. So, in a sense, I can kind of see where it's like, okay, if Cat is 14 and Joan's supposed to be, like, 22, 23, it, it, she does kind of, like, fit that build. But, <sighs> I don't But, know. again, to they they don't have the same like facial features no like, like i'm like almost if like you picked like a florence pew she kind of looks a little bit more like cat yeah like that would have kind of played to it yeah. but you know florence is in high demand nowadays yeah. so.
0: uh it's just yeah yeah that's like really my only complaint is i think that that is what's confusing because i remember the first time i watched it i'm like that's not supposed to be cat yeah I'm like, there's no way that she's supposed to be playing cat right now because that just doesn't make any sense to me. But she does. Mm -hmm. I just think that... The age is. I think that you know a fourteen-year-old is like has really grown into their facial features to mm-hmm. this to that point where that when they turn twenty when they're when they're in their early twenties they're not that dramatically different. Yeah, that it, it would be like oh I don't even recognize you at all. Mm-hmm. So that's my only real complaint, which is it it is a minor it one is. because it's really just casting yeah. a, for you know a look-alike.
1: Yeah, I mean my my one big complaint too is like also a minor thing. It's like I'm never a fan. In films of like how they do kind of like the stages thing, where it's like out of nowhere, like 15 minutes in on the screen, it just said Rose.
0: Yeah, it's it's like part one. Yeah,
1: and then it's like like you forget because it's an hour later, and then it shows Cat. Yeah, and it's like I didn't really need that. I didn't really need it to like come across the screen because like it takes me out of it for a minute. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, too, it's like, I I don't... Like, why do I need to see that? Like, why are we breaking it up into chapters? Because, like, I could just see it as a story. Right. And then piece it together as myself. Yeah,
0: because this movie goes back and forth between timelines. And then Mm -hmm. you end up going back to see things that you've already seen, but from a different perspective. Which I get, because Which is, like,
1: you're seeing the first half of the film from Rose's perspective, and then the second half of the film from Kat's perspective. Yeah. But, like... You still don't have to, like, break it up like that. Like, I could have just pieced together that, like, oh, kids are back in school. Oh, maybe this is a flashback type
0: thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I, that that doesn't bother me too much. It doesn't take me out too far. Mm-hmm. Um. So, again, minor complaints. Yeah. Overall, though, I really think that this is a very, very good, uh, eerie, atmospheric horror film.
1: Yes. Again, like, this is a very slow burn film. And I like that. Like, when it comes to horror, like, you kind of need that. Like, you need that type of, like hereditary type feeling where it's like it's gonna take a while to get in but you're gonna get that payoff by the end yeah and i do feel like we get a payoff with everything
0: i think so too i think that it, it's a, it's a mm-hmm. very gratifying payoff that yeah. you don't realize <laughs> is as gratifying as it is mm-hmm. um i've I, you know this is something that we've i've always mentioned and it's tried and true at this point but it's like we need Stories that slowly unfold, and this absolutely does.
1: I know, and then it grabs you from the beginning, too. Because, like, you have it where it's like, cat's laying in bed, and this shadowed figure comes in, yeah. And it's like, oh, it's supposed to be your dad, right? And then they go outside, and the car is just completely destroyed, yeah. And you get this mindset of, like, where's
0: mommy, right? And it's like, oh, okay, mom's dead, yeah. But something's weird with dad everything is so off there's mm-hmm. there's something this movie almost doesn't feel especially in 2015 when this movie came out this film did not it doesn't like there are more films nowadays in the past like 10 years mm-hmm. or so that that are, are kind of starting to feel more like this movie yeah but during the during 2015 a lot of movies that were being made were not did they did not feel like this movie this movie felt like or feels like a movie that would have come out in like the seventies, mm-hmm. you know that that like real slow burn. It it, it kind that of cult classic that would have went straight to DVD <laughs> type thing. <laughs> it just feels like a movie that did not come out in twenty fifteen. Um, nowadays, I guess it kind of does because <clears> of <throat> we have so many of these this kind of film, but when it came out in twenty fifteen, I mean, The Witch was also in what twenty fifteen, I believe. And it's like those two movies were coming out kind of you know together essentially, and it's mm-hmm. like nobody understood what the hell was going on with A twenty four. Everyone was like, "Are these movies good or are they not good? <laughs> Do I love it? Do I hate yeah. it? What and are these artsy movies exactly. that I'm not into yet?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but I think that it it really has like these are kind of the frontrunners of like, hey, we are making more atmospheric horror that is based on dr- like family dramas mm-hmm. and and actual plots and stories because at the end of the day movies about loneliness and feeling lonely mm. and, abandonment and, and not having anybody in your life and mm-hmm. like going to crazy ends to yep. find that
1: and you know what too like we'll we'll get to it but like i really do think that cat story is like one that like if it wasn't a horror movie it would be something where it's like i would actually cry about this while watching it <laughs> yeah like just because of like the abandonment issue of the film yeah um but I love
0: the tension building.
1: Tension building is great. Like the phone ringing. Yeah. And like, like at first you don't hear anything. You get like the small little snippet of like Rose telling the story about like, Oh, like the, the housekeepers or whatever were like worshiping the devil in the basement. Yeah. And like they burnt themselves and like all of their hair is gone. Yeah. And it's like, okay, it's a small story. It's kind of like almost a throwaway thing. Cause it's like, it's just to scare Cat because she's gonna be alone at night, yeah, by herself. But like, it really adds to the the whole story itself. Like, it really does feel like okay, there's something wrong with this school, yeah, and exactly. they're not telling anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cat's um, facial expressions in this film because she doesn't like talk a whole lot. Yeah, I totally buy it. Mm-hmm. Like, I really buy like from the moment that like when her and uh rose are sitting in the principal's office or whatever yeah and like they're trying to call- get a hold of like their parents and she's just kind of like looking like back and forth and kind of like just looking at the floor yeah and it's like my parents are dead but i'm not gonna tell you <laughs> <laughs> and it's like i i fully buy like what she's doing like i don't know anything else that she's been in really
0: yeah i'm actually not familiar with her at all i feel like i've seen her face but i don't yeah. really know anything
1: but like she did a hell of a job like just in terms of like expressing emotion
0: Yeah, I think one of my favorite tension building scenes is when uh, Cat, older Cat, as Joan, is in the motel Mm -hmm. and she's sitting with Bill. Yeah. And my my girlfriend leans over. She goes, "Please tell me Bill is a good guy." I know. I'm like, I'm I'm sitting there
1: the whole time, and I'm like, Bill's gonna try and seduce her, or
0: you know, you know, rape her, sexually assault her, something because you're just like, this is like it's so slow Mm -hmm. and. The way that the way that he looks at her when she's in her when she's just wearing a towel, yeah, and isn't that
1: fucked up too? Like how movies have done that, where it's like it's just happened too many times that we just assume that it's gonna happen. Well, yeah,
0: I mean that, but but you know, but that's the point as well. Like mm-hmm. it, that's what it's meant to do. It's yeah. meant to make you feel like is Bill a bad guy or mm-hmm. is he a good guy? Mm-hmm. Because we don't know that Joan what what she's doing yeah and we we don't know that she's actually a bad
1: person yeah we don't know at this point that joan is actually cat escaped a menstrual institute for nine years and is now trying to go back to the school exactly
0: so you're just like oh my god please tell me that bill is not gonna hurt this girl Mm -hmm. meanwhile you have no idea what actually is gonna happen um but yeah i mean really really incredible tension building between between the two characters um and then uh, I also really love the simple imagery that's that's done in this movie. There is obviously more grotesque stuff that we get later in the film with mm-hmm. beheadings and stuff, yeah. but and like stabbings and stuff and whatnot. But and while that stuff is good because I just love gore, mm-hmm. um, I actually really enjoyed the simplicity of some of the imagery that really is creepy, i.e., cat in the furnace yes. room praying and like like just bowing body Mm -hmm. yeah going up and down and like convulsing almost it's really uh, cool
1: when she's laying in bed and she contorts like crazy for like three seconds
0: yeah i love also that again simple imagery of the exorcism scene yes it's very quick it's, it's not quick it's, it's not simple. like any other exorcist scene no like it's very
1: like it's almost like this demon like really wasn't that strong he's like
0: i just don't want to deal with any <laughs> inconvenience he's at like, all
1: oh god cat's got so many issues <laughs> i did please anybody exercise me
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've been waiting to get out of here jesus <laughs> she's been holding on to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah kind of yeah um yeah, so I don't know, I love how simple it was, and I love that you don't get, like, I the, the, the simple imagery of the camera turning and mm-hmm. seeing the demon through the tiles of yes, the bathroom very, wall, very cool. and you just see that reflection, and, like, it's perfect.
1: I also, like, again, it was one of those things where it's like, I didn't love it at first, but, like, I do kind of appreciate it now, where it's like, the demon itself, like, you don't get a full view of it, it's really just kind of like this... It's, hairy cloaked it's,
0: thing with yes, horns
1: exactly and it's like it kind of reminds me of black philip and that might just be because like it came around the time of the witch but like it just works like i don't need to see like a full-on demon i don't need like the exorcist style of like reagan i don't need like a like a, a demonicized version of cat yeah. like it just it works as like a shadow right yeah like i understand that like okay this is something demonic right i mean the horns are a little big but like yeah it's whatever like it's it's fine like i don't need something like fully fully crazy yeah, to showcase need, exactly. it
0: and you never get like an in you know a um in focus real shot of yeah. it too right it's always which is, kind of in that shallow depth of field in the back
1: which is also fine like it goes hand in hand with like what i say about like lovecraftian stuff of like cosmic horror it's like the less you show, the more I'm interested. Yeah, because like my mind will wonder what it is more than you just actually showing it to me. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I guess I guess there is one other kind of negative thing that I didn't love about the movie, and it it, it doesn't really add to too much, mm-hmm. which is, uh, roses. Like oh yeah 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 pregnant
1: With, yeah like it doesn't add to the story really, other than when cat just stabs her in the gut later on. Yeah.
0: But she's, she ends up not being pregnant anyway, because she ends up getting her period. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like you, you realize that. So it's like, I don't really need this other than like, (laughs) you know, it is like a thing of like, Oh, she's a teenage girl and she goes to an all girl school. and It's like, ah, she's probably with some guy. Yeah. She's a cool girl that smokes when (laughs) nobody's looking. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like,
0: I, I guess. Yeah. But I don't need it. Yeah. There is though a very powerful scene of, uh, of Rose's mother. Mm -hmm. When they're sitting in the car and she's and she's talking to Joan and she's like, he told you that, that, that he, that you remind him of, of our daughter. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and she's like, she, he actually said that to you, didn't he? And she's like, Joan just like, doesn't say anything. Mm -hmm. And she's like sitting there and she kind of, the mom kind of has this breakdown of, you know, like you don't look anything like our daughter. So don't even like, you know, don't, don't think that you do. Mm -hmm. And there's this, there's like this real, real tension because Listen, there is so much baggage yeah. <laughs> that with, is happening with these three people in this car. Mm-hmm. Uh
1: and and nobody knows like what really is going on.
0: Yeah, and and it's insane because Bill is this character who believes that Joan is sort of like a message from God. Mm-hmm. Like it's never really fully explained, but I'm assuming that they're going – the The reason why Bill and the wife are going out to where they're going is maybe, like, they kind of go up this way because so, this this is the around the time that it happened. This is the anniversary of when it yeah. happened, so they're going up there to, to maybe go up there and just, you know, acknowledge it and, and mm-hmm. kind of just, you know, so pay respects what, to their daughter.
1: They it, it is like a throwaway line, but they do say that where it's like every year they make this trip yeah. for – her birthday okay so to, to like go and like yeah um just pay like but, over. and it's
0: also the anniversary of the, you know when she gets murdered because mm-hmm. because that's kind of what jones objective is is yeah. like to get there on the day yeah of um so bill is you know he thinks that she, that Joan is like this message or sign from god that that he needs to help her because he, you know, he reminds her, or she reminds him, so much of the daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the flip side, yeah, no, but ho- yeah, 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 no, we'll get there, <laughs> okay. But the idea of you know him being like, "You're a message," and on top of that, you know, he, she, her, she's going to this town, which is actually in upstate New York. Where mm-hmm. It takes place. This movie takes place like forty yeah, minutes. they were us. talking about
1: Albany, and I was like, "Oh, how far away is Albany from you?" I was like, "Oh, it's about a two-hour train
0: ride." I was like, "That's near us." Yeah, it's like an hour and a half for us to get there. Um, but we should go. I go there. the furnace is on. I go there pretty often. <laughs> um, uh, so, like, it's cool because it's like, oh, there you see on the map and you're like, Ellenville. I'm like, oh, Ellenville is like 30 minutes from us or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's cool just when movies take place around yeah. our area. And a lot more seem to be doing that lately. It's like um, two
1: movies that I know of with, like, the Red Line Diner. Oh, like right. Yeah, so, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, okay. I know where that is. Yeah.
0: Um, so, you know, the idea of Bill feeling like, oh, she's, you know, she's going up to this location and she reminds me of my daughter. This is all coming together. Mm-hmm. And then you have Joan on the opposite end,
1: which is the same exact thing of like, oh, this is all coming together. Cause what are the odds of, you running into the parents of the woman that you murdered yeah
0: so bill is like this is a sign from god and joan is like this is a sign from the demon yes like that what i'm gonna do is gonna work Mm -hmm. it's
1: it's very it's very very well done in that (laughs) sense like i really really appreciate that because like again like you really gotta kind of like pay attention and like you gotta almost rewatch it again to like really really get it but like It's such a good payoff, like especially to like when they're at like that little diner area and Bill like shows her the picture of Rose, like the yearbook picture. Yeah. And she has like the faintest smile. Well, she she goes to the bathroom. Yes.
0: And she's like, you know, I got to go to the bathroom. She goes in there and she kind of and she giggles. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell is going on? Because it's like, oh, my God, like this is actually
1: happening. Right. And then takes the knife. Yeah. Like the steak knife. Right. And then it's like, okay, like, let me show the demon that, like, I'm here, I'm ready.
0: Yeah, and she's basically just trying to recreate what she did nine years ago Mm -hmm. to the the two sisters and the daughter where she obviously kills them, which is, it's, it's like, they show it. They show everything. And that's, that's cool, like, for gore-wise,
1: like, for a horror film, like, you want to be able to do this. Yeah.
0: Is the heads placed in
1: front of the furnace a lot? Yeah, yeah. But is it good horror? <laughs> yeah. Is it kind of paid off? Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I mean, you get these little hints of of Joan being cat-like. You see the scar mm. on the shoulder yes, like when, from when, the the, when the officer shoots her. Mm. Which, uh,
1: that was a crazy scene. Like, I thought she was going to go full-on demonic.
0: Yeah, yeah. This movie never... Like, there, there's a real art to like the restraint mm-hmm. of this movie where it never goes so far where it's like, Oh no, we're going to like, the, like we were saying the exorcism scene yeah. is so timid mm-hmm. comparative to what we're normally used like to. Like she
1: raises up off the bed for like three seconds. Yeah. And then, and then just Looks
0: it. over and she looks over at the demon and she, and she's pretty much like, don't leave me. Yeah. And we'll get into that too. Mm-hmm. Cause that's a whole, that's a whole yeah, that's... The cat. Mm-hmm. Um, and but yeah, there's just something to be said about the art of restraint in mm-hmm. this film and the idea of of giving you just enough to let your imagination and then also but but at the same time delivering the goods like if you're there for gore you get to see people get stabbed and you see heads getting cut off and it's never so grotesque that like you're never in it in it where like the camera's yeah. like right up to it's it it's never and you're like watching a hostile the bone thing. crunching or anything like that but you understand what's going on and everything's usually in shadow and whatnot. So, you know, it's again, it's like perfect. Everything about it's kind of perfect. It's like, we, we, we understand what's happening and we are seeing it, but it's not so gross that you, that you kind of want to look away.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you mention restraint too, it's like, it really is this fine line that again, I can only assume Oz like just learned from like his father and like from the business itself. But like, it never fully goes, like, full-on, like, demonic possession film, but it never goes, like, the the opposite end of it where it's tamed of, like, oh, is this possession or is it, like, schizophrenia? Yeah. And I think that that's, like, a cool fine line that's, like, you got kind of, like, both of it where it's, like, you could kind of see it either way. Yeah. But, like, it's just, it's tame enough that, like, you you get what you get.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so...
1: The everybody sn- gets killed. Yes, everybody. Um, everybody dies in this movie.
0: And and again too, like the
1: little <laughs> tiny snippets of like five seconds of Jones like backstory stuff that like doesn't make sense like throughout the right, film. Right. Yeah. You get. You but see. But by her, the
0: end, yeah, you see her like getting medicine, mm-hmm. and you see uh, her cutting off her r- wristband. Yes. And then you see the uh, you see her strangling somebody, mm-hmm. and then, and then the, taking the ID and then the of Joe card. Yeah. So it's like all of these things are leading up to like okay, what is going on here? And mm-hmm. then we come to find out that Joan is really cat. Yes. And uh cat is this girl who back in the school, she's lost her parents. Um, and she's feeling very lonely. And mm-hmm. that's kind of, you know, in movies, that's kind of something that is always said in with, when it comes to like demons and possessions is that they, they always go, for, the go for like the weakest and, and the loneliest because they're easy.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and but this kind of flips it on its head where it's like, she wants that.
0: Well, she it, it it doesn't exactly flip it on its head because it makes sense that yeah my parents are gone the demon then comes in for her mm-hmm. and then the thing that does get flipped on its head is that cat wants it, it enjoys it because yeah. she, because she now has something somebody which is so fucking sad I know and
1: that's why I mentioned before where it's like if this wasn't a horror movie. This could have been something that made me, like, actually tear up about, like, the reasoning for it all. Yeah.
0: So, her wanting this demon to be with her and in her because it's the only thing that she feels like she has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it and it makes her feel good and powerful. And then that leaves her. And her whole journey for the last nine years has been, I need to get that back.
1: I know. And then, crazy enough, too, because it's like, when, when you get the scene of, like... Cat killing Rose and like the two, um, like the two nurses or whatever, like the housekeepers, yeah, and like cuts off their heads and places it the in nuns, front of the furnace because like, I think it's a yeah. religious school, uh, probably. Yeah, it, I mean, they're wearing like school skirt uniforms yeah, and everything, whatever so it is. Yeah, the teachers whatever. Yeah, um, oh yeah, and then there's the father in the beginning, right? So yeah, 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 it's definitely um, like a Catholic school, yeah, uh, been there, done that, don't like it, <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Yeah, like when when she cuts off like their heads and like sits in front of the furnace, and it's like she she does it like she kills Bill and his wife, and then the immediate almost remorse that she has like in the car where it's like she throws up.
0: Yeah, because at that like when when she killed the the sisters and and Rose, she had the demon. She had the with demon her. inside of her. But this is all her. Yeah, exactly. And so this they're... is
1: her trying to be like, see, I can do it too. Right. And then taking the heads and going back to the furnace
0: and it just being completely cold. cold. And the fire's not burning. Yeah. And the demon is gone. And, and the like building the, is completely the school abandoned. Is abandoned. And everything is just boarded up. And then it ends with her realizing that she is now completely alone. Mm-hmm. And it just ends with her like... That realization and screaming and crying with no audio in the middle of like the street in the middle of like this winter you know, it's completely desolate. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a powerful ending, man. It's a
1: sad ending. And that's why I say like, you know, because again, like this was like her thought process of like, if I can do this then i can get the demon back i can have somebody can have with something. me i have something yeah, yeah. that's and that's like, ultimately what it is and i can i i do everything the way that it was i come back on the anniversary like and then just nothing yeah and it's like she is alone and like she has nobody now yeah and it's just sad
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like really sad um it's it's very it
1: it's difficult to do that in a horror film yeah and i i really do think like you know what Oz Perkins was able to do here does I agree like it does make me think like okay like what does he have in store next yeah because it's definitely a more thought-provoking horror film but because of that like it, it makes me want to rewatch it
0: yeah I think this movie has really good rewatchability mm-hmm. uh, maybe not the movie that you throw on uh, at a party mm-hmm. with people of like mm-hmm. hey let's have like a Halloween you know mm-hmm. uh, horror movie night like this is probably isn't that type of film uh, but it, it definitely has rewatchability. Uh, and, um, it's a movie that has, I saw it back in probably 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's always been a film that stuck with me and I just wanted to absolutely do it because I'm like, I haven't seen this movie in so long and I want to kind of just be depressed. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, that was, that was kind of ultimately what the reason as to why I went for it. I think it's, um, I think it's a really, really good, debut mm-hmm. and i would recommend watching the his uh hansel and gretel film or gretel and hansel i think it's called um stylistically alone cool. oh yeah and the woman who plays the witch is really fucking good mm-hmm. and there's some really cool imagery and and whatnot it's not you know a perfect movie by any means but it is really cool mm-hmm. uh and yeah so i don't know I, i'm interested to see what he, see what he's going to do next uh and i think that this was one hell of a debut yeah Absolutely.
1: Eight heads out of ten.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I have a recommendation. Mm -hmm. Something, speaking of things that take place in upstate New York, uh, I've been reading a horror novel Mm. called The Fisherman by a guy named John Langan.
1: That's my alias. I wrote that.
0: And he has, it's basically, um, I'll, I'll read the little synopsis just to Just to, you know, make it what it's Mm -hmm. really about instead of me trying to go off the top of my head. But basically, uh, the synopsis says in upstate New York in the woods around Woodstock, so very close Ah. to us, um, Dutchman's Creek flows out of the Ashokan Reservoir Mm -hmm. and blah, 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 blah. It doesn't really matter. (laughs) Basically, uh, it's about this. There's like this kind of like rumor of. of, uh, like there's this, there's something going on in this Creek Mm -hmm. and there's some fishermen involved. And, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to give too much away because it's just, it's really good. Uh, the writing is very, very good. It's not a, it's not like an, like a, like a hard read where it's, there are some authors that I feel like something, there was kind of a perfect thing that, that I, that I read about, uh, authors that give and authors that take Mm -hmm. and it's like some authors take a lot Mm -hmm. from you to in order to like get into it and like you know maybe towards the middle or towards the end of the movie you're like okay or the book excuse me it's like okay it was all worth it Mm -hmm. uh this book I'm finding to be a very easy read, where it's just like he's giving, like he's just giving it to you, and you, mm-hmm. it's not like a struggle to get through the first 150 pages. But I promise you, it's going to pay off. It's like <laughs> no, no, no. This is all just pretty, pretty good mm-hmm. from the beginning. Um, so I'd recommend the Fisherman. It takes place uh right around right around our neighborhood. Very nice. And uh, it's a it's a cool little horror book, uh, The Fisherman by John Langan. Mm. Zach, what are we doing next?
1: We are going to be talking about the
0: importance of movie monsters. Cool. All right. Uh, So look forward to that. Zachary, take us out. All
1: right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, you had your chance.